We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another episode of No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy, as always, with my good buddy Dan. Dan, what is happening? Another week, another loss. Things are good. Things are real good. <laughs> are they? <laughs> Things are fine. Things are all right, man. Nothing. Uh... Life will go on. Yeah, it's just sports and those. Uh, it's just silly games. Silly games. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's. Uh... I do have to say it's more fun when Sporting KC are winning, but I learned a while ago, and it was reinforced during the pandemic. I know we've talked about this before. Sports are fun, but I try not to let them dictate my life, ruin my mood, ruin my week, try not to get too high on the highs, try not to get too low on the lows. You know. Yeah, pandemic changed the hell out of everyone in different yeah. ways, right? Yeah. And that's exactly the same for me. Like I realized it's okay if these college kids don't win a basketball game. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's okay if they don't win this silly little tournament when they actually played two days ago. If, if I just played two days ago, I've got some hamstring issues, bro, and I'm going to need a little more recovery. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, I, we're going to talk about the Sacramento game. I do expect them to win. I will be sad if they don't, but I'm not, again... It's not gonna. Oh might put me in a bad mood for an hour. How would you say that? But it's uh, it's not gonna ruin my week. So I expect them to win. You all heard it here first. This son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it all went downhill. It's what it's like uh, in uh, you know like the whole like narrator meme or it's like yeah. was it Arrested Development or um, uh, Always Sunny where it's like yeah. you know I expect them to win freeze frame and it's like narrator they didn't. Yeah, if it's a sunny episode, it's, yeah. oh, they're definitely going to win. Then the gang loses. <laughs> <laughs> it was just hard cut to the final score. Yeah, or it's, or it's Michael Jordan, that's Sacramento FC, and they're like, and I took that personally. Bad <laughs> 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 deal, man. Oh, Who man. knows? Anything can happen, dude. U.S. Open Cup's crazy. It's going to be nuts. Were you listening? We're going to talk about the game, and we got a review to read, and I want to get to that, but were you listening by chance to – the post game press conference after the LAFC game. Uh, I did. What? Well, I didn't listen. I mean, I watched the videos online. Did you see? Uh, it got infiltrated by a series of Sacramento reporters who asked a bunch of questions at the end. 
Did they include this in the video version? Oh, I think so, because my favorite part was when they submitted questions, right? They were and, asking via Zoom, yeah. Yes, and someone asked Peter, um, were you hoping to get use this game as momentum heading into the Open yep. Cup? And he goes, are you asking me if I wish we would have won? Because, yeah. Yeah. He was <laughs> like, if the question is, would I rather win or would I rather lose, I would rather win. Yeah. And, and I was it, like, oh my God, what did you ask? You asked something. Oh gosh. What did, oh, I asked him if, um, you know, Eric Tommy, it was obviously a great performance. He only been with the team for, for a, a couple of days, but it was very clear that he was taking charge and, and basically directing traffic and playing quarterback on the field. And did oh, he yes. expect that type of leadership so quickly from a player who just came in? Yeah. And it was so funny. And I, I actually, I appreciate this answer because I think it's almost a little subtle shade at some of the players who are currently on the team. He's like, honestly, it's not playing leadership. It's not playing quarterback. It's just playing soccer. Like yeah, you have to know player. <laughs> where, where to be and being able to tell others where to be like, that's just a quality play. And so I was like, is he calling? Yeah. Call? And between that answer and when he was like, this was a really naive performance. A lot of young guys who played really well, didn't do so great. They're going to be hearing from me. And I was like, Oh no. Well, and decent question by you. Well, it could have been taken like, like he told you like, no, that's not the case. You know, you're, you're, you're being dumb, mm-hmm. Mr. Mack, you're being dumb. But it was more like, Actually, uh, no, that's how everyone should be. <laughs> right. I think it was a subtle, like, it's it's not great that we're impressed by that because that should be the expectation. And the fact that it stands out that he's been doing that isn't something that really should be that exemplary, but it is because nobody else has been doing it. It says it all because you wouldn't have asked the question if you had seen people doing it all exactly. year. You, we hadn't seen that, so it's like, well, this is new and right. kind of fun, and the man almost scored within 10 minutes, and it was just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I'm happy with the production, and it's its good stuff. Yeah, we got we got more to talk about on that game, good and bad. Uh, but, yeah, I just was cracking up. They, they asked that, well, you're hoping to build momentum. One of them asked, is it more difficult to prepare for a lower league side than it is an MLS side? And Peter simply said, no. Yeah, that was he just it. said it was, no. It was like the Bugs Bunny meme where he's whispering, no, and yeah. then just left it. And then uh, there was another one that was like, this is widely considered the biggest game in Sacramento Republic FC history. Where does it land in the pantheon of Sporting Casey's history in terms of important matches? And Peter was like, well, it's our next game. So I guess right now it's the biggest match in Sporting Casey history. That's what he always says. The next match right. is the most important match. He's I not looking like... in the past. They want to try to hype up this match. They got 10,000 fans that are going to be there. They had a press conference today to talk yeah. about the match. Like you're gonna, you're trying to ask him like ten minutes after he got smashed by Gareth Bale. <laughs> Chill. Ten minutes after a pretty, uh, pretty bad second half. But uh, <laughs> I, you Just knew it. Rookie mistakes by the Sacramento reporters. Yeah, unbelievable. Well, you know, USL team, USL uh, reporters. That's the whole thing. You know, yeah. they it's can't. Just... Uh, they can't have high caliber podcast and and That's cover right. the team. You know? They can't have so. guests on the podcast. Hey there, we got a guest coming on later. We got a guest today. Maybe it's in the title of the podcast, so you I'm already sure know. It Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a surprise. <laughs> it's in there. We got a a boy, your boy in particular, Christian oh, yeah. Polanco Mr. from the Cooligans. Polanco, dude, the one half of the Cooligans. Since he's the only one with us, he's my favorite Cooligan. <laughs> so it's uh, you know we've had we've had uh, well you've had Christian on. He, he helped yeah. co-host when I was gone one time, and You've then never spoken to him. Yeah, I've never spoken to him directly. We've we've had Alexis on when we were both here. Hilarious, we were trying to get time. them both on, but they're busy, dude. Something something came up, and Alexis, he's something with pizza. I don't know. 
But... Alexis gives pizza <laughs> tours in New York. It's a real thing. Okay. You can pay this man to like take you to great pizza joints. Just like knows... at Times Square. Yeah. He knows <laughs> the places, dude. And I've even spoken to him. I'm like, okay, we're coming out there one of these years because we we're due for a New York trip. And uh, give you, you a friends some... and family discount. I said, you got some vegan spots? Like, and he's like, oh, we'll get you some vegan pizza. I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> very exciting. Very exciting. So he's, uh, he's eating pizza while we're recording this. But that's fine because uh, Christian is also an Everton fan. So I think we're just going to commiserate in our misery of losing to Minnesota 4-0. You... So. <laughs> he's, he's been doing that for about a week now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. So, But uh, before we get into that, before we talk Sporting KC, LAFC, and Sacramento a little bit more, we got a, uh, we got a new review. We do. And uh, I have to I have to ask you, um, do you watch Rick and Morty at all? Slash have you? I do. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the person who left this review, his name is Richie Sanchez ninety nine. And when I read it real quick, I thought it was just Rick Sanchez ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we got the Rick Sanchez is coming in there. Maybe next week we'll get Morty. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's Richie and not Rick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But you uh, you want me to go ahead and read this one? Sure, if you want. It's uh, Love the Pod is what it's called. Five stars. Me and my fiance listen to the podcast every drive to work in the morning. Parentheses, we carpool. That's cute. And uh, not only are we heavily invested in the sporting takes, but also the social issues you discuss. It's refreshing hearing common sense in a time where it feels like a lot lack the ability to reflect. Anyways, can't wait to hear what else you have in store for this depressing season. First MLS team in history to win the U.S. Open Cup, but placed dead last in the MLS regular season? Question mark. Has that never happened? Uh, apparently, I'm taking Mr. Rick Sanchez at his. Yeah. Uh, I'll you take know. his word for it. Yeah, thank that'd you, be, Rick. That'd <laughs> be amazing if if we win the Open Cup. I don't. I almost want to finish dead last. Is it a just double? To make that a thing. Is it a double if we win the Open Cup and the Wooden Spoon? Uh, we're certainly going to celebrate everything we can. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't even care. So, hey. Uh, dude, great interview. I love the fact that uh, him and his wife listen together because it's always fun to, mm-hmm. you know, share your interests with uh, someone you presumably spend 16 hours of your life with uh, every day, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. it's uh, that's very cool. And, that's and awesome. high, high praise. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richie. We appreciate it. Uh, you and your wife for listening every time we release this podcast when you're on your carpool and work. Uh, we are sorry if it is depressing when we are depressed because sporting is not good. But hey, sometimes you gotta laugh at depression as well. You just laugh at it. Look, there's gonna be humor in this podcast, especially this episode. We haven't recorded the interview yet, but there's no way to have Christian on this episode and not laugh. We're only having a stand-up comedian on the right. podcast, okay? Right. Uh, not me. Stop it. <laughs> no, and I'm uh, not talking about yeah. myself. Christian's only been in front of a microphone for oh god, it has to be over a decade. I might, I might ask him that. I can't. I don't know exactly. <laughs> You're old, right? It's been ten, at least ten years. <laughs> He's been doing comedy for a bit. Uh, probably done some like you know shit rooms and done some really good rooms. <laughs> and you know, I saw him at the Chicago Laugh Factory. That was a hell of a time. So. I would be curious to ask him, maybe we'll ask him later, like, what's the worst show he's done, slash, has he ever gotten heckled to the point where it's gotten uncomfortable? So I saw a oh, TikTok totally. over the weekend where a comedian started getting heckled, and then they tried to, like, come up and attack him on stage. Uh, I don't know Bro. if they took a page out of Will Smith's playbook or what, but... Yeah, or Chappelle's <laughs> thing. I mean, I was at Christian and Alexis's show where uh, the freaking uh, Chicago Red Stars women's soccer team were there. And they were like being obnoxious and drunk, like just and like chattering back at them. Julia they were there doing? doing, 
they were doing them a favor by being there, right? Like, oh, the team's here, you right. know? And it was, uh, I might bring this up to Christian here in a minute because it was, it was uncomfortable. The and ladies were feisty. Afterwards, Christian and Alexis were like, yeah, what the fuck was up with that? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> Danny Calaprico, that's what's up. She had way too many boozers. <laughs> Bad deal, man. So every time I see Danny Calaprico on TV, I'm like, she's a disruptive son of a gun. <laughs> Uh, well, before we get to the interview, I, you know, let's talk a little bit about this LAFC game. Um, I I didn't expect when you when you look at the lineup that came out. I don't know about you. I certainly did not expect Eric Tommy to be in the starting lineup. Um, it says something, right? Peter had said the day or two before that both Tommy and Agata were were in a good place from a fitness standpoint. He goes, "What that means in terms of minutes for them on the field, I don't know." Now, clearly. I think what was very clear from Tommy in the first 45 minutes, I mean, even really the first 60, he, he played 61 minutes, I think. Uh, this dude's got a quality that we have been sorely lacking in the midfield this year. Yep. And, hey, real nice to see Zussi back out there, too. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of Zussi haters out there, but that man adds something. And I just got to tell you, we didn't get scored on in the first half, and Zussi mm-hmm. left at halftime. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> It's uh, now granted. Lucy does not let that Gareth Bale thing stand. No. Gareth Bale was also not in the game during the first half. So. Well, I mean, if he's in the second half, is what I mean. Ah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, Gareth. I mean, clearly, Zeusy stopped. I mean, he, there, we'll talk about that second goal. Peter had some thoughts. It was not good. Uh, <laughs> Timelia returned to the starting lineup, although he ended up having to be subbed out due to a hamstring injury. That's bad. Great. That's not so, good. P- I mean, look, Tim. I get it. You getting up there in years now, thirty-six, which. Come on. <laughs> Come on. He's, uh, I think, the, I, I, is he older than uh, Jimmy Nielsen was when he left Sporting KC now? Maybe, but Jimmy Nielsen looked older. Jimmy Nielsen looked 57. <laughs> he did. He I did. mean, that's the secret to aging well is just always look like you're 46 years old from the time you're 20 because then when you're 46 and you still look 46, people are like, wow, you look great. And Jimmy Nielsen's kind of that way where he's always looked because, like, the hair and everything, he's always looked a little older. So you see him now and you're like, you look the same. But uh, (laughs) it's. Can you still go, man? (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. He's 44 now, 23. Yeah, he was was 35 when he left Sporting KC. So Tim's a year older than Jimmy Nielsen was when he left. Well, that's fine, man. I mean, keepers can go for a bit. I mean, they can. But uh, We'll 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 see. He'll bounce back, man. Come on, it ain't. It's nothing a a vibrating roller can't figure out, or a <laughs> or a Theragun. You know, they'll get it. Cryo chamber, you know. Yeah, they got the cryo. They got everything to accelerate uh, uh, recovery. But obviously, you know, Pulse Camp will probably get that that nod on on tonight uh, for the Open Cup. So hope you all got your naps in, by the way, because it's about <laughs> to be a bloodbath. I I moved my my rest day for my workout. By the way, I moved it mm-hmm. to Thursday. Okay. Instead of the normal Monday, I was like, "Let's transition this." <laughs> so let's uh, let's go first half of, of this LAFC game. I was actually really encouraged. I think I said at the time, like thirty some odd minutes in, like I actually thought it was the most dynamic I had seen Sporting KC's offense in a long oh, time. Sure. Even though they didn't score, they almost scored. Cool. But I mean, Eric Tommy provided a directness in the attack that we have not seen this year because everything has always been going through the wings, Johnny Russell and Daniel Shallowy. And Eric Tommy was able to take the ball, turn it and run, have vision directing in Denbe and, and, and others around him, like we said. It was cool. And Peter said after the game, that's the same type of quality that Gadi Kinda has. And, and 
we've said, we said before the season started, it'd be real nice to have another number 10. We didn't have one after Gadikinda, and I think it's clear that, okay, now we have a number 10. We kind of still need a number 6 still. We might need a striker that can score goals, but this was a piece, and I like the piece that we have. Yeah, uh, comparing him to Gadikinda is, that's high praise right there. That feels good to hear, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, you, you can look at the first half as a whole, but just the second half comes too, man, and it's just like you, you can watch a lion eat a zebra, and it's cool, but, like, it's still gruesome. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I mean, <laughs> – I don't know where I'm going with this. I have no fucking idea. But, it's you know, we played a good half. That's fine. Right. We, we were the zebra, and we ran fast, but we got caught. We got tired eventually. I mean, LAFC is the best team in the league, and then they just decided to add Gareth Bale. And this first goal, Christian Arango. I don't understand things at all. You know, <laughs> I, it's the rich get richer, man. I've got right. all this money in the world, but if I could get those gold bars right there, mm-hmm. please, that'd be nice. Yeah, exactly. I'd, I'd like a little more, please. Unbelievable. Um, LAFC kind of against the run of play almost on the counter. Um, Christian Arango out wide. And uh, Fontes just didn't quite have the speed. And, and honestly, you know, this is um, this is just a good finish from Arango. You know, this this first goal, obviously, if, if Fontes was a little faster, maybe he gets there. But 56th minute, 1-0, just kind of a, unfortunately a, um, you know, a pretty decent goal. They had a free kick in their half. And um, really, Peter just said they gave way too much time. He said they should have pressured uh, Murillo right away. They didn't. He plays it to the next guy. They should have played him. We didn't. Should have stopped there as well. They don't. Um, we don't cut off the pass. The guy turns, plays the through ball, and, and defensively we don't get to the guy, and he hits a cracker. So he, Peter's, again, calling out the defense in the midfield. We're not getting down and, and putting in the effort and closing down enough. So uh, not great. But once not we went down 1-0 to LAFC, I was like, yeah, well, that's the game. it felt like that but i I, do when halftime rolled around you know my buddy chris turns to me and he's like i i'm pleasantly i'm pleased you know and i was like yeah it ain't gonna stay this way man because the numbers are there all year Mm -hmm. like lafc has scored has outscored other teams in staggering Mm -hmm. numbers like in the second half so you just kind of knew like they're biding their time dude they're playing with their food we're gonna be we're going to be mincemeat here. It's going to be right. bad. <laughs> it's like, have you ever seen the videos of like the, the orcas, the killer whales that are just flipping the, the baby sea lions around like with their tails, just kind of playing with them until they decide to eat them? They just flip them around? They they, they literally. They literally they play a, with their food. They get a baby sea lion and then they, they kind of, the, the orca will roll over, sort of put the baby sea lion on their tail like a catapult and just go whoo, and launch yeah. it in the air. And you just see this thing flying end over end and they just do this for like five minutes. And then minutes. they chomp it? And then they chomp it after they fling it back and forth for a little bit. Do you watch the chomping part? Are you that guy? I mean, or I've you seen just it. like yeah. you just come for the fun times, then you're Circle like, get out of here. Circle of life. Come on, <laughs> it's I got hawks outside my house dive bombing my dogs. Well, coming, to, coming to get us. Is that circle of life? If the sea lion was my pet, I'd feel a little more emotionally attached. I hear my wife out there going. Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> so we bought we bought these little owl statues. By the way, we filled those bitches up with sand, and go. now we got owls all over. So them hawks are like, "Them bitches got owls. I gotta get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the second goal, Gareth Bale came on, and then like 10 minutes later, it's like, of course, he scores his first goal in the league against Sporting KC. He's and fast, huh? This is just a terrible goal. We give it away deep in our half. I don't know what Cam Duke's doing. He dummies it. I think he thinks Uri or Caden Pierre is there to run, but no one is. And then neither Uri nor Caden Pierre gets to the ball. Fanta steps way up, just gets run around, and then Gareth Bale gets the ball out wide, <laughs> makes EC look like a fool, and then just a silky smooth finish into the bottom right corner like Gareth Bale can do. And uh, it was bad. Not great. I mean, that's when Peter lost his mind, and he was like, how we lose the ball, I don't know. In those moments, too many guys were on the field that played young, and that's the difference in the game. Uh, we played really they well for that. parts, but at the end, when you're naive and you give away the second goal the way we do, which is absolutely ridiculous, you should be embarrassed of that. I am, and I'm the coach. I'm not even on the field. Well, we're in the freaking history books now, man. Mm-hmm. Gareth Bale's first MLS goal, and John Polskamp can have that to hang his hat on for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Uh... I mean, hey, Gareth Bale scored his first Major League Soccer goal against me. Yeah, it's and it's not quick, great. dude. That Garrett Bale was on the right foot, and just right when it came to the left foot, he puts it away. And I was, was like, "That's he's pretty good, man. He's a pretty good player." He's just got a quality that clearly we don't have right now, and we don't need a quality of Gareth Bale to be a yeah. good team. He's got a big old head too, man. <laughs> just a long old face, dude. I'm, like 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 a horse. Like what a long face, bro. He's, he's a big dude. He's like six yeah. one. He's Is not he? like soccer big. He's like actually big. That's not that big. Uh, I mean, compared to a soccer player. You're 6'3". No, I know, but sometimes you see people on a soccer field, you're like, damn, they're huge. And then you look up there, and they're like 5'10", because everybody else in the field is like 5'6". Yeah, but he's got that... uh, Gareth Bale has like that Tony Robbins head, man. Like the... He's got the man bun that gives him another inch or two. (laughs) He's got the man bun, the banana hands with, you know, it's a... (laughs) (laughs) Banana hands. You know, he's a big dude. So now we move on to Austin FC as our next MLS game. We'll uh, we'll, we'll circle back on the Sacramento game probably after uh, the interview with, with Christian. But next MLS game, we go from the first team in the West to the second team in the West. And, and oh, we good. have a lovely history with Austin fans, so that's going to be fun. Another home game. Let, let's not let's not play into that. I know you oh, we're can't not. help yourself. No, we're not. I'm, I'm done. Don't worry. <laughs> Sometimes. I, I know you'll send me stuff and you'll be like, I don't want to engage, but I kind of want to engage. I'm like, don't engage. Well, don't it's all, feed them. A lot more fun when you're not dead last and they're not second in the West. That's true. It was better. It was better last year when <laughs> when we could really uh, strut our stuff. But I want to use Austin almost as a cautionary tale for Sporting KC fans. Oh. How many people this year, and it's gotten louder and louder and louder, but still not the majority, but obnoxious social media people have been calling for Peter Ramiz a job, right? Sure. You know, you've, you've seen it out there, five Ramiz and whatnot. You know what was happening this time last year in Austin? Is a shit ton of Austin fans calling for Josh Wolf's job because yeah. they're like, clearly he can't do it. This is terrible. What a disaster of a season. We should have come in and been Atlanta and won the league the very first year. Blah, 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 blah. And they were bad. Look what happened. They're still bad this year, by the way. Early on when they won all those games, and it's like, these fans are still bad. <laughs> No, the fans are terrible. But, I mean, like now, Austin's 41 points, 1.86 points per game, 12 wins, 5 losses, 5 draws. They have a goal differential of plus 17. They've scored the most goals in the West at 45. Sometimes the coach... Great. Ju- <laughs> it's not a problem, right? I feel um, good about this weekend. Sometimes, you know, the coach needs to make some adjustments. And clearly this year, with Alan Polito gone and Gadi Kinda gone has had a significant impact on Sporting Casey's ability to score goals. 
We saw what happened when we had a player who even remotely resembled Gadi Kinda. Suddenly the attack looked dangerous. Imagine what happened if we had a striker who could score goals. It'd be it, it's a different story. And then imagine Willie, what... Willie Agata putting head, headers on target. He's coming. I wouldn't be surprised to see him starting tonight. Oh, that's possible. Holy Why not? Shit. He traveled. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. We had a question about can Agata and Tommy play, or do they have to have been registered before the Open Cup started? And no, they can play. You re-register a team before every game, so they're in. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just saying, this the, I, after as as stupid as it sounds, because we lost at home 2-0, After the LAFC game is the first time I've actually had a little bit of a glimmer of hope because it looks like a couple of the guys we've brought in might be difference makers. So, let's see Peter Usher out. And Andre Ufantas. Let's see Peter Usher out. And Nicolas Isimat Marine. Let's see Peter Usher out. Uh, Uri Rossell, potentially. And see what we can do to rebuild the defensive side of things while the offense gets healthy. It's impossible for people to comprehend the how much an impact of losing two designated players like Gadi Kinda and Alan Polito when, despite efforts, we didn't really have solidified backups for either of those positions that's where the criticism can come in but it wasn't for lack of trying yeah so i feel you we'll see i just this time next year we could be right there fighting for the top of the west and then everybody all the fire Burmese people just can you know they can shove it <laughs> that's true man people are mad in the moment and everything's good when you're winning and you know we got what, what have you done for me lately and all that jazz yeah so Anywho, man, I'm not I'm not hopeful against Austin. I don't know about you, no. but no, absolutely not. I, I'm I very mean, nervous about it. Uh, we'll, we'll just, multi-goal we'll loss, see, man. Yeah, it's possible. It's another two or three nil situation, but I, I'm trying to stay positive, man. I really am. I know it's building blocks, and maybe we'll get this open cup win, and that'll be some motivation going into the weekend. I don't know. I'm nervous. We'll see. It's gonna be tough, man. Uh, I mean, Austin's coming off a loss to the New York Red Bulls, 3-4. to four. They drew with Dallas 1-1 before then. So, you I don't see, know, see, they man. dropped three goals, but they lo- they gave up four? Like, yeah. That's that's wild. It is. We'd like so. to score one if we could. If you guys would just let us have one. <laughs> just one, please. Just a goal, please. So, anywho. Well, I think it's probably time for us to kick it over to that interview with Christian. Should we bring him in? Let's bring them on in. BP? Stick with us after the break. We'll be joined by Christian Polanco of the Cooligans. All right, gang. Thanks for hanging here with us. Uh, as teased earlier, uh, we got a special guest today. Uh, good friend Christian Polanco from one half of the Cooligans, man. How, Christian, how are you, man? I haven't talked to you in forever. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Your hair looks beautiful. It's nice to see you, man. Because I conditioned, my brother. I conditioned. Good. We, we were texting about this interview, and Dan goes, first thing they're going to comment on is my hair. It's Yeah. It's too gorgeous. But he know, he, he's doing it on purpose. He knows what he's doing. He I know what's happening. <laughs> um, I'm really good, man. It, it's been, uh, I mean, when's the last time I... So the last time I saw you in person, I think was was in Chicago. Probably would have been Chicago, man. At at the at the show that we did. Um, yep. And man, I mean, it's been, that was in 2018. Was uh, it 18? Yeah. Eight, 18. Yeah, 2018. Um, 
And but think yeah, things have been wild. Yeah, did a TV show for two years, and now <laughs> now uh, we're we're doing uh, the stuff with uh, Levitard, uh, Dan Levitard. So it's been a, a walk couple years. It's wild, man. Jimmy is uh, Jimmy's a big fan of the the Levitard uh, network and everything, and so I'm when excited. this deal went down, he hits me up. Oh my gosh, this is, your, your boys the Cooligans. This is insane. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking? What happened? <laughs> It was like the morning of, I just finished my workout. <laughs> so he's excited, man. He's happy for you guys. Yeah, Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, cool. I, 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 I didn't really like, uh, listen to a lot of the Levitard like podcast, but I, uh, I was like uh, watching Levitard show on ESPN, ESPN two, mm-hmm. whenever it was always, I so saw it was just a thing that always, always on. And then on highly questionable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you sort of realize you grow up with these people right. uh and then uh, so i mean it's it, literally we just started working with them july 1st mm-hmm. and um you know now we're like on calls and and you know uh, uh papi did a, a audio drop for us on our show oh my <laughs> like God. stuff like that idea. is like man this is crazy like the fact that Poppy's a resource. You know what I mean? That's that, that, wild. That, that's so fun. So I'm trying to uh, enjoy it as much as I can, but also really, I, I just uh, appreciate that they, they, you know, we're there because they care about what we're doing and and feel like uh, we will be a good fit. And they care about soccer and and you know we're doing daily shows for the World Cup uh, and stuff like that. So more than just putting out a bunch of soccer content it's really like the cool part is that they want to help us grow and want to help us um you know whether it's some of their folks coming on the show and you know also trying to convince their audience that soccer is cool you know what i mean so that that is a part of the whole like part of the journey and stuff like that but it's nice to just feel supported so that's my favorite part about it well that's That's one thing it's it's very cool to see like you guys are just NYCFC fans and then not just now, all, so MLS sure. Cup champion NYCFC fans but okay <laughs> yeah. right. What's expect? well you, you know you started out that way though and then you just kind of okay we're gonna watch all these games and talk about everything and that's that had been difficult at first right I mean look Kuz you've been you've been with us since the beginning uh <laughs> and so you've seen the the journey but the, I, I think the 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 fun part about it is look like yeah we NYCFC started in 2015 and we were like, oh, let's let's just go to games. And then we're Alexis and I, we had both already been doing stand up for, for about six or seven years. And we were like, why not? Let's do something funny in, in the soccer world. And for it, you know, it took a long time, I would say three to four years for even for just the concept to be accepted to some degree, because especially with within MLS, MLS fans don't want to be made fun of and they feel like a lot of times any kind of content will usually be making fun of them uh or mocking uh the things that they like and when two comedians are in this space and over time i think whether it's podcast after podcast or little clip after little clip people start realizing oh they're not laughing at us we're they're laughing with us so they're laughing at themselves and it's it's nice to um, so to start in that one place, we started in, in New York and winning over New Yorkers is not easy. We're still <laughs> we're still trying to do that. But what what's sort of been happening is as we've traveled and done stand up shows in different cities and, and gone to different games and filmed content with other teams and all that stuff, people start realizing like, oh, this is this can be a fun thing where stand up comedians 
can can live in this world and 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 it be normal and it be normalized. So that the you know those little moments when like when the first time we did a stand up show in Atlanta and all these Atlanta United fans came and and we were with uh, like we did a live podcast with with Julian Gressel, moments like that where they know we're not. Atlanta United fans, but they, they even come to the show so they can say NYCFC sucks and Atlanta United. <laughs> so, but that even that part of it is like really, really fun. So that that's as we keep going um, and, and more teams keep being added to the league, like there's just more opportunities for moments like that. You know, I think I don't know that we've ever maybe we've explicitly said it before or not, but I think probably honest to God, the two biggest shows, entities, whatnot that have informed how we do no other pod are cooligans and for me it's lebitard show because i've been listening to them for almost 10 years now and and the thing i loved about them and it's the same thing you were just describing is especially when they were at espn it's sort of like making fun of the establishment from within the establishment and helping people realize like sports are fun and and yeah they can be serious or whatnot but we don't have to take ourselves so seriously all the time we can have fun while also being serious about sports and uh you know like you're describing winning over uh, New Yorkers and probably the toughest media, media market to do that ever. Like, I think it, it's really cool watching how you guys have been able to go from, from fans and, and, and build it. And that's kind of what we've tried to sort of make a microcosm of is, is just be, like, like fan centric. And then also just kind of know, like, we're just here to have fun. And so that, that means a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, I, 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 I don't know exactly ex- how much of an influence we've had on anything my ego will not allow me to be like you know what this none, none of this would be here without me i can't be i can't say that but but there is a um there is something i at least appreciate with 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 you guys it also I, I always keep shouting out recently skc fan tv um mm-hmm. kid uh, kevin yeah and and you know it's you know he's reacting to games He's live streaming and, and it's dedicated to sporting Kansas City. It's hard to find a large audience <laughs> for something so niche and so right. specific. But but you, it's hard to do what you guys do. It's hard to do what he does because you have to you're watching the game. You have to have a personality. Then you also have to, like, edit this video and, and take all <laughs> this time for something that you 100 percent know is not going to get millions and millions of views right um but the but the dedication to it this that's why even for for all the work i do i'm like if if i was obsessed over views and all this other stuff i would you know it's important and and it's and it's definitely something i probably should consider more (laughs) but i can't be lost in it because the problems that you know that all the struggles that we may have as far as like trying to carve a space for ourselves MLS has the same exact problem. Mm-hmm. They they're trying to just they're competing with all these leagues. They're like they're burning through this expansion money that they're getting. They're <laughs> like, all right, we need to make sure that we can keep this, uh, you know, afloat for the right. next generation. But but that's why you know, 2026 and the World Cup, and I think by 2026, like our our jobs are gonna be a lot more. Um, uh, our parents are going to start to respect what we do. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's they're going to be like, Oh wow. I can't, I can't escape this sport anymore. So it's only a matter of time. My da- our dads, I'm, our dads yeah. are going to contact us for sure. I was trying to explain to my dad. He he goes, you do a podcast, right? And I, I was like, yeah. He goes, how do I get it on my phone? 
And I was like, well, you subscribe. And he goes, well, how much do I have to pay you to subscribe? And I was like, no, that's not how it, okay. Yeah. Next time I'm there, I'll just, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do it's it for you. It, that is exclusively on your phone. It's really, I can't, I can't, I can't get you it. an invite though. <laughs> well, my dad's like, you got to record again. I'm like, dad, it's a weekly thing, man. Right, right. <laughs> you mentioned the challenge that MLS has and, 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 sort of this exciting challenge you have of trying to bring MLS to a fan base that as somebody who's been listening to the Levitard show and what they've done for, you know, almost 10 years, soccer's not their thing really like traditionally. Right. Now they they got Chris Whittingham. He's a broadcaster. He's a big soccer guy. They got Landon Donovan and Grant Wall doing a podcast with them. So they're, they're, they're expanding, but uh, you know, how excited are you to, to bring uh, your unique perspective to a show and an audience that's already trained to appreciate comedy within sports but help them sort of grow with mls as they bring in this apple deal and everything else that is showing the trajectory yeah i think there. Uh, obviously i don't think it'll be you know y- y- we can't pander because they'll mm-hmm. see right through it right. um i think you know w- we can only our expertise is we're going to bust balls and <laughs> and we also like soccer. So right. you you can't like they, they call Chris Whittingham a, a fancy lad. Yep. Nobody's calling us fancy lads. I promise you that, <laughs> especially when they meet Alexis. Right. They, no one's saying that. So <laughs> I think the 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 you know, the the genuineness, the authenticity uh, of what we do is is um, I hope it's um you know i hope people can acknowledge that and see that and and sort of get past i think you know the the hurdles that people have um with like supporting you know our domestic league or any you know whether it's mls usl nwsl there's just this stigma that if that if you actually like american soccer in any way that you're you're liking something that's inferior and the way i've uh, you know, I, I sort of felt that when I first started going to MLS games, I did go in being like, all right, well, this is not the top tier. So I'm like doing these guys a favor by even showing up <laughs> I, you, because you're so that's all you sort of hear. And and then what over time, um, when especially, you know, I used to go to Metro Stars games and and all this stuff. But what over time, especially after doing our show and meeting so many players and interviewing so many players and, and getting to know some of them on a personal level, you realize like, man, they, they are, they're really struggling. Not, not necessarily struggle is not the word, but they worked really hard to mm-hmm. even get to MLS. Like th- there has to be some level of appreciation to say, man, you dedicated uh, uh, so much of your life, uh, your, your youth to, to get to the, to become a professional athlete and, and, just because it's in the United States does not make it any less of, uh, of an achievement. It, it right. is still a really huge deal. The, the, the odds, the percentage of, of even making it that far are so minuscule that we, we can't just be like, Oh, it's MLS. Like who cares? Or <laughs> MLS goalkeeping or look, defending. It's like, it's still really, it's still really hard to get to even make a mistake in MLS. That's a miracle. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. So, I think the my emotional connection to to the league and its players that that's what for, for me makes me just feel like man this it deserves respect and attention and the constant mocking it's it's like it's getting to the point where I take it personally for the players because yeah they're not multimillionaires they're it's not like they have no care in the world they they have it's a job they have to right 
you know, they really have to work hard and, they, and they're trying to just stay on a team. Yeah, there's some players that are millionaires and, and don't have to have the same exact worries or struggles. But that's what I, so I think of like the player, like the Tommy McNamara's, mm-hmm. the, you know, I'm like, all right. He's, he, I don't know what, what is the most he will ever make. I don't know exactly how much money he has, but I've rode the F train with Tommy McNamara. <laughs> so there's no way that he also has a Lambo. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's, that, that's a, the part of it that I, I think over time and as, you know, the league grows and, it, and we're already seeing it now. I, I had talked about it on the show recently about how my, you know, one of the main worries about MLS adding teams is that the league that, that the players, uh, uh, you know, the talent pool will, will be diluted. And, and I don't really feel like that's happening. They, they've brought in so many great players, even the teams that we thought were going to be bad. They're like mm-hmm. we thought Cincinnati was just going to be bad forever. And then, you know, they have a, a pretty good season this year. Um, so th- things like that. I, I think the, the, the league is, is a lot stronger than we think. And, and I think the potential for it to be, uh, actually be able to compete with the European leagues is not that far off. Especially if they're playing Everton. Oh, sure. Yeah, they'll look good. <laughs> oh, they'll <man>. look <laughs> really uh, good. It's tough, man. <laughs> that is rough. Hey, when you guys, uh, when, when you started the Cooligans, I know you guys told the story a million times, uh, how you kind of met each other at com- through comedy and whatnot. Did you have any kind of, uh, oh, like like pipe dreams, like what this could be? Or were you just kind of living in the moment, just throwing stuff around, seeing what it, what it, what it is? I I still live with the like I still live under the I don't know what this is and I don't know what it could be. <laughs> I, I I you know I I I probably should have a five year plan and ten year plan. <laughs> um, more than more than anything, work like. Working with Alexis is a very unpredictable. You don't know what <laughs> one day is going to bring, uh, you know, what the next day is going to bring. So, um, no, the easy answer is no. I did not go in thinking what it, what it would be. I did know early on, and, and even if, like, you listen to our first episode of the podcast, Alexis and I work well together. And the dynamic is the chemistry was pretty instant. So that, that first episode... I mean, I had probably hung out with Alexis. Uh, I'd be surprised if it was more than 10 times before that first episode aired. Meaning like we would do shows and we would, you know, but I'd spend a a, a fair amount of time together, probably around 10 times. When we started going to NYCFC games was when we like really, really got to know each other. Um, So the the dynamic and chemistry was always kind of there. So I, I just knew like, Whatever, wherever we can take this chemistry, whether it's we're talking about NBA, whether it's a soccer, whether it's whatever. I think as long as people can gravitate to that, they won't really care what we're talking about. So, um, yeah, because no one I, I don't think anybody specifically comes to our show for the soccer takes, I would say <laughs> some might. But it, it might be easier to digest coming from us if you don't want something a bit more serious. But that is the, you know, we always say, like, if you're not laughing during our show, then, yeah, that's, we're, we're not doing our job. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for duos, you know, to stay together, especially as things grow. Like, you, I mean, like, we just saw Desus and Mero, they, like, they were on a rocket ship, and then, th- you know, creative differences come, and, and then they split. So, like, how, how do you guys, are you guys just naturally on the same page? How do you keep it going and, and knowing that you're still working in lockstep with each other? 
I, I would say creatively, we have we have huge creative differences, but it's not we don't take it as like this is a sign that we shouldn't work together because we respect each other's uh, perspective. Like the mm -hmm. things I I want to do, we both uh, I clearly approach it like we're both trying to build to something, build something bigger. Um, and nobody's trying to hurt or sabotage right. what it is that we're doing. So the, the, I, I like that we have a lot of creative differences. It, it, you know, we don't always agree on stuff. Um, we can get like really passionate about the things that we, we want to do, uh, and, and what direction we kind of want to go in. Um, and it, look, whether some, the, the negative in that is that sometimes it's it's difficult to um, make this to move forward to make decisions sure. that move forward. But I think when we do get there, the quality of that decision is better because we we really had to like fight for the thing that that we wanted, uh, and we don't approach it with any ego. It's just you know, it, it's a matter of like you know uh, the, the quality of the work. At least for me, like I, I and I say this to Alexis all the time. I'm like I the stuff that we make. I want to be proud of what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And and if uh, uh, like if we're if we focus a lot like Alexis, we always talk about like numbers and views and how do we algorithms. And I'm like, that's not what I want to spend my time doing. And, and if that is something that you want to spend your time doing, like I, I support it, I'll do whatever I have to do to help those numbers. But I, I would rather, you know, like when we went to um, Liverpool and did the uh, documentary with Everton, that's planning that. And preparing that and producing that is my wheelhouse. That's what I really, really like passionately want to work on. So those are, I, I want, I, I like, you know, the week in week out of, of the show is I, that's always fun. And then the, the, but the other, the other stuff that, that branches out in, in like the Cooligans universe, I want to go hit those home runs. I want to try to do those things. So uh, a lot of those things, don't happen without both of our efforts, whether it's me creatively trying to produce stuff and Alexis like annoying the Everton media person <laughs> and be like, Hey, like, uh, let's meet it. You know, let's, we should hang out with you. Like I'm not I'll like that. Some pizza spots. A hundred percent. This Alexis can win people over with food from doesn't matter what there's countries that I didn't even know Alexis was aware of. And he knows a pizza spot <laughs> there. So th there's, there's, uh, we, we both ha have something different to offer. And I, I think we both appreciate that we're not alike and we have, you know, differences, but the, the, the stuff we've gotten to do, I think is, is a, is a good track record of like, Oh, this is, this is working. See, well, my co-host just asked you about, uh, partnerships and creative differences so clearly him and i need to have a no, conversation <laughs> i think no but he i actually think what he said about him and alexis it, it works like you push you me, have therapy right now bro no i'm like the we, shit out of I am. i'm a mediator we, we we've said this before but we wouldn't have the podcast if, if dan didn't push me because he texts me one day and he's like hey we talk about sporting all the time we should have a podcast and i do that thing where i'm like yeah that'd be fun but like you don't actually think it's gonna happen and then right, the next right. day he's later, like so when are we recording i'm like oh we're doing it okay right right and it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. even those little choices uh you know end up you end up doing things that if you know if dan didn't push you to do that right you probably there's probably some other experience that never happens and it, right. i don't know what it could be exactly but li all these little things that you know like uh, uh you know uh, for us it's definitely 
humorous moments. Right. And like I, I literally just posted a clip earlier today about um, Gilberto Silva from uh, the Arsenal Invincible who we've had on our show, but then he actually met Alexis in person and remembered him. And, and he said, Hey, cool right? Whatever. And then his first <laughs> question to him was, where's the skinny one, which is such a great, <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to have happened. <laughs> so moments like that are just, uh, uh incredible. So well, funny. Who's more, who's more offended in that situation, you or Alexis? <laughs> I, I I assume him. I mean, the joke. I I that's what I told Alexis. I'm like, if he's calling me the skinny one, what's he saying about you? What could he be calling you? It cannot be good. That's a bad deal. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, uh, are, well, by the way, we're 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 a U.S. Open Cup podcast by now. Everyone knows that. Uh, that's all we. You know, we don't even are we even in MLS anymore. I think we got relegated. Has, wait, think, has Sporting Kansas City won the U.S. Open Cup more than anybody else? They've won it a lot. I think we're Not tied with than, Seattle. Okay. Yeah. About, yeah, that's why I figured it was at least close. Okay. Well, it's uh, – uh, man, oh, man, have you uh, had some time to see any highlights or lowlights of uh, <laughs> SKC this season? I have. I watched uh, a couple. I, yeah, I've obviously seen – I saw the LAFC uh, game. I saw some oh, of that. Good times. Um, <laughs> I mean, Bale's I, first goal, good times. I was I was uh, talking about this recently. Uh, it, it it look it just seems like I, I don't know if it's 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 a couple of things. I think it's injuries mm-hmm. and obviously not having Alan Pulido. Is he coming back this year or do we know? He hasn't Peter been put on. No. Yeah, he hasn't been put on the the season ending injury list. Gadikinda was, but Polito's. Yeah. I mean, Dan's sending Whoa. me daily updates from Polito's Instagram story. He's like, <laughs> you see this guy today? He ran up some stairs. He looks you good. You see these stairs, dude? He's going up fast as shit. <laughs> He's okay. pulling this sled with a human on it. It's amazing. Okay. So the, the, um, so I, I think it's the injuries and then relying on Kyrie Shelton to Oof. bring goals <laughs> that I think that's, uh, the, the big concern. So look, it, it, it's nobody wants Kyrie, Kyrie to succeed more than I do. He was, uh, obviously at NYCFC and, and he was one of the first players on the team that like knew about the Cooligans and what we were doing. And he was like, when he met us, he, he was like, yeah, yeah, I know you guys or whatever. And we're like, I, really? Like couldn't actually <laughs> believe someone acknowledged and knew what we were doing. Um, so yeah, that all, like from outsider's perspective, uh, that seems to be the, the real issue. And I, I don't know the, uh, and also the highlights I've seen from SKC Fan TV and all the headed goals you guys keep giving up. And oh keeps my God. Highlighting those. So defensively, there seems to be a, a couple of issues there as well. Don't worry. Both of our center backs are two of the top 10 highest paid defenders in the league. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, earning, their, earning their paycheck. Now I'm a little jealous now because I had Kyrie on by myself a couple weeks ago and we spoke for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't get the Cooligan treatment. I was like, uh, <laughs> I said, I said, so are you from before we record, are you familiar with no other pot at all? And he just kind of goes, no. And I was uh, like, totally cool. Totally cool. It's fine. I don't know who you are either. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> it happens. Okay. Look, he has yeah. a lot of other things to worry about at the moment. <laughs> he does. At least all the other players who have joined us have been, have had the, the, you know, the, the social awareness to lie that they know who we are. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping so, it. Yeah. Keeping it a hundred. All right. But, okay. So you've seen some of the lowlights from this year and, and a couple of the highlights, but there's been, I'm curious to get an outsider's perspective here because there's been, I don't want to say a majority of fans cause Twitter's not real life, but Twitter and, and Facebook, <laughs> there's, 
there's a, a, a loud segment of SKC fans that have joined the Fire Vermees crowd. And, and I think, you know, obviously this year has not gone how anybody wanted to, but Vermees also, over his tenure, has been one of the more successful managers in MLS. So from somebody who, who can kind of take an objective look at, at Sporting KC, what's your take on should Vermees be fired for the way this year's gone, or does he get another offseason year or whatnot to tinker and try to fix this thing? I, it feels a little bit like, so, so the, the short answer is you, you can't get rid of him just yet. It's this, this season does feel like a fluke um, and, and to, to blame him exclusively after so many consistent years and, and, and trophies and, 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 and pretty much consistent success where, you know, it's always, it, it at this point, it's like you, you let go of a coach when the expectations are clearly like win MLS cup or, Oh, we can't, you know, we got to let you go. And mm-hmm. Sporting Kansas City doesn't seem like that type of club to be that cutthroat mm-hmm. and to have that uh, expectation. I think consistency is, seems a little bit more important. Um, and then Vermees also feels like he he's the coach, but is he the sporting director as well or something? He has like a, another role. Yeah, basically he's, he's the final say on anything that happens in the club. Right. There's so, technically another technical director, but... Yeah, yeah, so the the tentacles of on mm-hmm. on sporting, uh, you know, Vermees has a, clearly has his hands in, in in a lot of things, and we we had interviewed um, Mike Jacobs, the GM from from Nashville SC, mm-hmm. who was was he the I don't know if he was the GM of Sporting KC. He was he was a but he was an executive. He had yeah. uh, some role, um, and and he spoke about uh, Vermees and spoke glowingly of him and said, you know, that he's one of the hardest working uh, coaches I and mean, just hardest working people that he's ever met. You, I, I've never really heard many negative things said about Vermees or any players not liking his coaching style. Um, I'm going to chalk this year up to just unlucky breaks and some injuries. And look, if nothing changed, you have an open cup game. You can't lose to Sacramento. That's, that's it. Oh, we could. <laughs> There's no. <laughs> you just. Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed. Um, so, I, it it feels like if if you lose to Sacramento, then that, that those that conversation will get a little bit louder. Yeah. Um, but I would say he's too good of a coach to let go uh, right now. Yeah, that's the tough yeah. part. You always got to think about too. If you fire him, who do you replace him with? And and yeah. you're right. He's got so he, the, the club's built in his image. If you fire him, it's a, it kicks off a three to five year rebuild at least. Yeah, that's what it does feel like. No. Yeah, so. it's like it's like it's scary to give someone that much power, right? right. But um, yeah. but it's for the most part it it, it has worked out. But I can understand, uh, you know, especially with, with uh, Sporting Kansas City, and and it's still one of like my bucket list Children's Mercy Park, one of my bucket list uh, stadiums to go to. Could just the week in and week out where it seems to be sold out every week and the energy is absolutely wild there. So the, there's no complacency uh, from, from fans. They really want to see a, a, a winning product and, you know, hopefully that can happen, you know, real soon. Hopefully it can happen with this game against Sacramento <laughs> and turn things around. <laughs> you know, we were actually talking, I was like, I don't know how or who we could talk to, to get, you know, you and Alexis out here to do some kind of, show for people or to do uh, i don't know if we talk to the club or something but just uh the club know, or you guys still doing usually, a bunch of shows and stuff yeah we're, so we're gonna um we're gonna be announcing it real soon but we're gonna be doing um uh stand up in, in at mls all-star uh oh, in minnesota cool. 
Um, so yeah, we'll all the details are coming out, uh, whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're we're doing that, and the easiest way to do that is um, through this party of supporters group. That that's kind of how we've done it before. We we performed for um, the uh, the independent uh, supporters council, uh, and they have a conference every year. They the last one they did that we went to was in Baltimore. Um, we're, we're going to the one in New Mexico um, in January, and that's always super fun. I, I don't know if you've ever seen any clips we do, but we um, the last two years we've done like a, an, an MLS roast, and we we write jokes for every MLS club, and we and every every um, there's a representative from every club there, usually about four to five people. Uh, it could be the last one we did in Baltimore. There was probably like almost 200 people, and it was the most fun. Just shitting on Cincinnati and making fun of, uh, you know, galaxy and just the best because we can do these jokes that we really cannot do anywhere else. And it's like, it's honestly one of the most fun shows we get to do every year. Cause it's such a nerd fest of the most specific, hyper specific, <laughs> like humor. <laughs> uh, and it, it's great. Yeah. I'm hoping, um, next. So the next one that we do, you know, my hope is like to, film it or even kind of make it a special and maybe put That'd it awesome. online and stuff like that but it, it is really really cool well if you get an email from the cauldron you'll know it's because dan dan made it happen because this dude <laughs> when he gets his mind to it he told me you know whatever it was not long ago uh he made a joke about getting us a sponsorship with hello tushy like the bidet company and i yeah, laugh yeah. i'm like okay fine and then like literally next week he goes so it starts on this day and we're doing that and i'm like oh okay okay <laughs> All right, Jimmy, we're going to be talking about butts. Get, yeah. get hey, ready. Well, it wasn't the first time, unfortunately. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, uh, man, since we're, since we're talking a little bit about <clears throat> comedy right now, I'm curious, is there uh, the uh, most what, – what's the worst heckle you've ever had? And was it Danny Caliprico in Chicago and her uh, <laughs> drunk teammates? <laughs> not, the, not the worst, but pretty – the most uh, – if, if I have a list of – who is the least likely person I think would ever heckle me at a show? It is a U.S. Women's National Team player and a Chicago Red Star player. Yeah. She just yelled at you. And we're like, huh? What are you saying? Yeah. They were, I don't know if they were like just drinking a bit or having a good time. It was, uh, we're at the Laugh Factory and they were also watching the U.S. Women's National. There was a U.S. Women's National Team game happening yeah. at the same time as the show. And they're watching it on their phone. And heckling, which is what? How? The, 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 dual, the dual layers of disrespect was incredible. <laughs> Pretty rough. <laughs> um, but no, they were great. Uh, you know, they joined us on stage and stuff like that. They were there on stage with, with, with TSS and stuff. Um, I mean, the, the literal worst heckle I've had is probably... I, I do a joke about, about never wanting to own a gun. The joke is just about how I don't want to own guns and it's a, it's a fun joke. Everybody laughs. I know we're in an age where <laughs> depending on what city you're in and you're always going to have some, <sighs> I don't want to gun. I, that, that's just me. I <laughs> don't tread on me. Do I have a right to not, to not no. be treaded on it or no. whatever. <laughs> so that's, it's that, that was basically the premise of the joke. And um, this was at stress factory in New Jersey and a, guy in the front row was like he didn't like the fact that i was joking about not wanting a gun and he and 
he was he like in, interrupted my set and was like, "Nah, man, guns, guns are good." And I'm like, <laughs> "All right, dude, like, what are you talking?" <laughs> and then I'm, and then he then he stands up during the show, like he's in the front row, stands up right. He's like literally like three feet from me, and now I'm like. All right, does this dude like have one? Does he have it? <laughs> I'm like, I like, and I, and in my mind, I'm not even thinking about my safety. I'm just like, man, this guy's really gonna ruin my set. Like, how dare he <laughs> do this? And then I start making fun of him. And I have this clip on my YouTube channel. I always happen to be recording my set. So I have this like moment captured. And I was just like roasting him for the next like five minutes. And as I'm roasting him, I'm like, ah, oh, this is, everybody's laughing at him. And it's like the most, the funniest thing. And then after the show, people come up to me and they're like, Hey, like you handled that really well. Like I was like actually scared. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> we could have been in danger. And I'm just like trying to toss out yuck yucks. And like, <laughs> because I'm so obsessed with comedy that I can't even think about anything bad happening. This guy I just might like murder me. <laughs> My my set. There's nothing more important than like nailing these jokes, and everything. It's it's. I'm lost in, in that. So it 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 really highlighted how terrified it was. It was a much scarier situation than I could have thought. But I was too much like in the zone to even realize it. But uh, yeah, don't look. I say this every. Just don't heckle comedy shows. What do I go? What is the point? It's just such a ridiculous thing. Uh, so. Yes, that's that's me on my soapbox. No, man, that that needs to be said. It's like getting on your phone in the movies. I will I will throw popcorn. I swear to God. Before we get you out of here, I gotta ask you one NYCFC question. So, uh, Valentin Castellanos was just loaned oh. from Bro, NYCFC to, to cry. To Girona. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> but here here's my question. Uh, maybe it's going different than you thought. So so is this all just part of the larger city football group pyramid scheme to artificially make more money and print it by loaning and then selling to themselves and being like, look, we bought them from the city for right, ten right. million. We gotta sell them for twenty million. I think uh, yeah, they put money from one pocket to the other. Um, it, it's I don't know the, the look the the long term plan um, and from. My understanding of, of like what was going on with, with him and the club is, you know, his contract was up in, tw- I think in 2021, mm-hmm. he re-signed with the promise like, hey, look, w- if there's an opportunity, if I get an offer from Europe, please sell me because I really want to go. Uh, and they told him, okay, but we, we need you in MLS. We need you. We, we're trying to win MLS Cup and, and we need you for CCL. Uh, as after they won MLS Cup, because uh, I went to the City Hall celebration uh, after they won MLS Cup, and Tati's, uh he he was he spoke in Spanish and he was speaking like this is the last time we're gonna see him. So it, it re- he was being he was say- he was saying ki- he was kind of saying goodbyes. He was already saying like you know I appreciate everything the city's done for me and. And it just sounded like a departure mm-hmm. and a fa- like a farewell speech. So I had that feeling like, oh, I think he's done. Or at least he wants to be done. Right. And then after they won MLS Cup, they, they were like, all right, we need you for CCL. And, and part of me thinks that if, if, they, if NYCFC didn't win MLS Cup, I think he would have been gone right after the season. So uh, he, he, he was always transparent and honest that he wanted to go to Europe and I think the, the the club was waiting for a, a genuine offer because they really needed him. 
and 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 it, and it was obvious. You see all the goals he scores. Um, they they, you know, it, it was too it was too difficult to let him go. So they needed uh, a really really good offer to 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 um, to let him leave. So that that's that's what I think is just ended up happening. They, it, it, him going to Hidona is just that promise of like, look. We, we we feel now we feel bad for keep holding you. We don't <laughs> like now we look like assholes if we're just keeping you here and you're you clearly do doing your job and you've and you've delivered on your promise and your end of the bargain and now we have to uh, as well. So I think probably you know that game against uh, Red Bull um, was probably the one where like c- c- just get us there and mm-hmm. hopefully we win that one and look and then last game in my uh, against Inter Miami I think he gets an assist. Um, but yeah, great dude, man. I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, I think he, you know, I'm going to be watching, uh, Hidona games now. I'm going to see, I, I want him to succeed. And then hopefully, you know, he has a good year in La Liga. I think his contract is up next year or, yeah. oh, or the loan is up next year. It's up and there's an option to buy. Yeah. So there might be a huge opportunity. If he, if he has like a, even a tangle season in La Liga, bro, he's going, he's going somewhere else probably for like 20, 30 million. So yeah. it would, it will turn out to be a big move. It's just going to be tough because you know, I just got um, promoted. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a tough time. Uh, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how the team is exactly built, but sure. um, I yeah, obviously wishing him the best, man. Yeah. Wow. I just learned how to say Hirona, so that's good stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it also, I actually might be saying it wrong because uh, Hirona is in, is is a is in a is a in Barcelona like a Catalan? Catalonia. It's in Catalonia. Mm-hmm. So um, they, the way they speak might be a little bit different. So it might they might be like the Spanish way might be Girona, and then I think they kind of say it with the J Girona or something like. Oh, I've right. heard it. I've been wa- like following them on social media, and I'm like, all right, there might be someone tell some, me how to say this. Something. <laughs> there's some funk here in this G. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh, bef- I guess last question for me is when are you going down to Miami to record in studio with, with Poppy and Levitard? Very soon. Literally those conversations have been happening. Oh, uh, Alexis just went, he was in Orlando and, and connected with Mike Ryan Reese cause Arsenal yeah. was playing Chelsea. Yeah. Um, and we were initially talking about, um, all of us going to Orlando and then driving, getting in like Mike's car and just driving down <laughs> to Miami. Um, but it, just, it didn't work out this time. But since we're doing the um, the World Cup, um, mm-hmm. the daily World Cup coverage, um, we're probably going to go either close to um, close to the World Cup yeah. or uh, like like probably maybe September and then go again before the World Cup. But that's awesome. I desperately want to go. So I'm, I'm excited to to link up with uh, all those guys in person. Well, super happy for you. I mean, I Absolutely. think what you guys do and, and what they do fit fits awesome it, it's it's such a good fit can't wait to see how you guys keep growing and and uh, it's gonna be wild for me to turn on uh their youtube channel one day and see your face right there next to stugatz crazy i mean <laughs> uh, just alexis and stugatz in the same room oh no, it's there's gonna Ridiculous. be fraud going down <laughs> just ex- ex- exchanging ponzi schemes yeah so I was telling Dan earlier, I, I follow obviously both of you on Twitter, but I'm always scared when I'm checking Twitter at work because I'm like, there's a non-zero chance Alexis might tweet something that gets me in trouble because it's it's almost happened before. 
<laughs> Are there anything you remember in spe- uh, specifically? I don't, no. There was it was just something that was like not safe for it. Like it wasn't like straight up like naked people doing stuff, but it was close to the line where I was got like, it, depending it. on who walks by right now, they're gonna be like, I mean, "What in the world is happening?" We do have the the gif of him dancing on a toilet, so that's uh, that's probably the the most risque thing that that that's, we've uh, ever put out. Right? right. No, yeah. I mean it's his own per- you know his own personal thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just reckless. That's what he does. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy where can people find you right now um uh at soccer cooligans on everything if you want to consume anything that we do and then uh at chris polanco on twitter and then chris at christian underscore polanco on instagram and tiktok and i've been tiktok is the the one uh in, you know it's it's <laughs> annoying it's annoying it's another social media thing but I, especially for people in soccer, I, I tell people you need to be on TikTok because the right now it's, it's easily the most popular social media platform. And then the, it does something better than other social platforms is that it, it, it recommends your content to people who do not know you better than any other social platform I've, I've ever experienced. Yeah. So um, I highly recommend it. Um, I, I think it's it's going to uh, it, it it does a couple of things. It, it 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 just mashes all the soccer fans in one in one place. So like you post something soccer related, and then it's like you know somebody from uh, uh, you know whatever some South London or whatever, and then they're <laughs> now they're interacting and engaging with something about sporting Kansas City or whatever. But it allows a, a an interesting sort of dialogue where people are like, MLS sucks. And then uh, even other British people are like, no, MLS is kind of cool. I like to stay up late and watch these games. Uh, so, I, yeah. So I always say, you know, follow us on TikTok because I, I think it's the uh, it's going to be probably the most popular platform. And I think for like younger people within soccer and who are growing with MLS, uh, I think that's where they're going to like, you know, consume most of that information. Awesome. Very cool, man. Well, Dan, you got anything uh, else? No, just, I hear this TikTok stuff. I've, I've held off, man. I've held off on doing TikTok <laughs> and I'm like, I, am I young enough? Am I cool enough? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that hair, you should do hair tutorials. Right. Get on hair on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> There's yeah. a niche for everything on TikTok. My you God. Would the cr- daily oil in there, you know, you on the would tips. crush it. <laughs> hey, no uh, excuse not to last thing though man congrats on the nuptials that's real cool oh thank you um, yeah, yeah very happy just... for you both and i know you guys have been together for a while so this is very very neat yeah yeah i'm uh yeah this i've been married for it's gonna be six weeks eight <laughs> seven six seven yes. weeks so i'm a pro at this uh <laughs> who's you've been yeah how long you've been married for, uh, for a long time right uh, just hit uh, seven years this month. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, well, congrats, brother. And, we, and Marissa, and tell Mother Marissa, Marissa yeah. said hello. Yeah, yeah. We, we were at a comedy show one time, and and the comedian uh, she goes, "How long? How long you guys been married?" And Marissa looks at me, and I go, "Are you fucking asking me? Do you, <laughs> do you yeah, not yeah, know?" Yeah. She's like just testing you. Yeah, I'm com- the numbers guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a. How long you been married? kind of comedian you know what i mean yeah. i'm like <laughs> somebody on the show probably already did it i'm yeah, like that's how? not your crowd work what, what's your crowd work what do you go to i mean you know something clever like what do you do for a living you know what i mean <laughs> a lot of white people in here tonight. <laughs> a lot of white people <laughs> something real unique um 
I don't know. I, I, I usually uh, just whatever is uh, I try to improvise. I, I don't really go in like, oh, I'm going to make sure. I feel like when uh, when you ask those questions, it's it, and you prepare to ask those questions. It, it, it's usually to set up a joke that you already have. And most jokes I have are not I don't set them up with like an audience member because usually the conversation will just distract me and I'll just talk to them <laughs> yeah. rather than do my job. <laughs> Oh, I'd be messed up. I'd be like, you got a, you got a fun face. What's that about? <laughs> sure. All right. Yeah. I mean, the headlines, Dan Kuzer comedian canceled. By... Make, <laughs> making fun of some dude's face. <laughs> People love those kind of jokes. They Absolutely. love them. <laughs> well, cool, Christian, man. thank you so much, man. This was awesome. Uh, you guys are the best, man. Thank you so much uh, for joining us, for joining us. You're in that mode. Just... Are you taking over? <laughs> this is a hostile takeover. Welcome to No Other Pop with Christian Blanco. No Other Podigans. You see my shirt? It checks out. Got that sporting club shirt, shirt, man. Yeah, hey, yeah, I, you know, this is cool, though. You you don't, you don't owe us nothing. Uh, you you must like me a little bit to be on here, and uh, that's, that's fucking buddy, cool, man. And I buddy. appreciate it. I'm in love with you. Okay? <laughs> it's actually uh, destroying my marriage. Bro. Six weeks, man. The hair doesn't help. Yeah, the hair's working. I, I think I'm cheating. I think. I, <laughs> I should have turned around and been like, hello. Bro, uh, if, if that was in slow-mo, forget it. That'd be good. <laughs> uh, no, man. Uh, look, I always uh, thank you. I, I, I Happy to do the show anytime. You guys are, uh, are awesome. And, and Kuz, you've uh, been a, 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 a fan and a friend and always uh, uh, ha happy to help support whatever you guys need, man. Appreciate that, buddy. Awesome. Thank you. My God, man. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> that was incredible. Uh, dude, I don't know if you know, but uh, he, he's, he's clearly used, Christian's clearly used to having a, a microphone in front of him. Not only... <laughs> Is he doing podcast stuff and media stuff, but he is a stand-up comedian. So he's kind of kind of good at what he does. Yeah. this. I mean, I could have talked to him. I, I mean, I wanted to be respectful of his time, and we went longer than, you know, even I'd planned. But I could have talked to him for hours. Just I want to pick his brain and learn more yeah. and talk more about how he got Poppy to drop audio clip. None of those words probably mean anything to you when I'm like, there's Poppy and, and Mike and Stu got. But like, well, I assume you don't mean David Ortiz. No, 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 no. Okay, so <laughs> it's not an old, big poppy, just no, no, regular no. poppy. Poppy. It's an old Cuban man, so gotcha. in his eighties or whatnot. But it's, I mean, honest to God, like what what they're doing, it's really cool to see how the Cooligans have grown. And I know you've been pretty close with them for a while, and seeing hmm. them take this next step, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for them. And because Levitard Show fans, like they're the most loyal fan base of anything I've ever seen. And uh, when they latch onto something and want to support it, they'll they'll take that thing to the moon. Well, so. I feel good because, you know, it's like I said a, a minute ago, he doesn't owe us anything. No. And he, he's, you know, kind of a big deal. Don't know if you know that. They yeah. got a bunch of reviews and subscribers and uh, yet took almost an hour to come chat with these uh, these office workers in Olathe, <laughs> Kansas. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's cool, man. And I, I don't know, guys, if you if you don't listen to the Cooligans, go give them a shout. Go mm -hmm. go check them out. Go try out a couple episodes. Um, it, it's just an experience. It's fun. It's like hanging out with friends, just like we try to emulate yeah. a little bit. And also, um, if you know how we could 
I don't know, talk to the SKC and maybe they could uh, put or the together. Cauldron? Like, I'm just, I'm a very innovative person and I have ideas, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I have this idea that they could do what they did in Atlanta United, man. Yeah. Atlanta United brought them to do a comedy show and do a show at no other pub, do a live why, podcast recording at no other pub. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we could be a part of it. We, we could, uh, uh, I'm not saying we'll do stand up by any means, but <laughs> you know, I, I, we'll, we'll, it'd be a hell of a time. So I don't even know how that gets started. Um, then he mentioned they're doing daily World Cup uh, things. Do we need to do daily World Cup things? That's so much content. Is that a lot of content? That is so much content, <laughs> and we don't have we don't have the money behind us that they're about to have. Is that or right? Do okay. have now? You're not you're not trying to hang out with me every day. <laughs> I mean, that's not the problem. I'd love to hang out with you every day. You and your hair. That would be a lot, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, just See, this hair super, gets hot as hell, by the way. So super appreciative to Christian, and one day we'll get Alexis when he's not eating pizza. Yeah, so. and we, you know, that was cool because we've both talked to Alexis before. Right. Um, you have not talked to Christian before, no. and uh, uh, said he loves me. I don't know if you heard that. And so, no, I know it, it, that's a pretty big yeah. deal. I was like, all right, you beautiful brown son of a bitch i love you too <laughs> uh it would be fun to to go to new york and see them in a show or whatnot so it's, yeah uh, good stuff man new york's a relatively cheapish flight and trip you know so depending on where you stay yeah so it can be cheap it can be expensive but hey i've done it so i stayed in yeah. i went a few few years back with some friends we stayed in manhattan split an airbnb it was not bad yeah we stayed at like some kind of hyatt uh near near times square like yeah. so, somewhere so it, it worked out well like we said super appreciative to christian this is a very long episode so let, let's is talk it, briefly it no it's not bad i mean that oh. was great i like i said i could have talked to him for like three hours he probably didn't want to talk to me for any longer but <laughs> i'm yeah. just i love learning the ins and outs and the behind the scenes of how things come together so i could have talked about that stuff forever oh yeah but, totally and he's very techie man he's very into that kind of stuff so yeah well i guess we gotta get on tiktok I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm really fighting that, and it feels weird. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. Like you, uh, you mean the pod? Like no, the I pod needs to be on TikTok. No, nah, I mean we 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 got some ideas on how to grow this thing, and I just gotta we gotta find the time and make it happen. So we got. Some I mean, stuff I've got TikTok take. ideas. I just you know don't know how okay. to put them into into play. You know, I'm an okay. idea man. All right. So hey, write those down. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit about the Sacramento game. So 9.30 p.m. Central tonight. You know, I expect, I guess, probably Tommy and Agata to start. But, I mean, I, I, there's not much to preview. I mean, they're, you know, we've never played Sacramento. They think this is their biggest game in, in club history. It's it's not ours. But, you know, um, they are currently, I think, what are they, 8th, 7th? 7th in the West in the USL Championship. So it's not like they're a, a, a top team necessarily. They're definitely yeah. beatable. Mm -hmm. but they're not doing great in their standings as well. So I hope we can, I don't know, man, like Polanco said, you better beat Sacramento. Like there's no excuse. Yeah. I mean, th that's, that's going to be a big, big problem. If somehow we, we lose this game, that heat on Vermees is going to get turned up to a 10. It's yeah. Gonna, yeah. It's going to be bad. No doubt. But uh, I mean, I, I think we'll get it done tonight. And, and at this point, like we said, U.S. Open Cup podcast. Like, we'll see what happens. Just look for some good things throughout the remainder of the MLS regular season. See who we should keep, who we, who we, should, who we shouldn't. Looking at 2023. But um, Open Cup, man. And then we got to root for the New York Red Bulls over Orlando City. Because if the Red Bulls win and we win, then we're hosting the final in September. Right. Um, it's, you know, and, and I think our, our good friend Ali Trost uh, asked Johnny and Peter 
in their pressers today about if they wa- if they'll watch that first game or pay attention to the result, you know, because we'll know if we'll host or be away if we win this game. And I just I hate thinking so much about it. It's a fun narrative, and of course you got to ask the question, right? You got to see what people are going to say. Mm-hmm. But I just you know go take care of business. Worry about results later. It all means jack if you don't take care of business. Right. We'll see. So, anywho, I'm looking forward to watching the game. It'll be late. Take your naps. Take we'll your see. naps, Tonight, man. Get a little, get a little energy drink. That'd be bad, wouldn't it? ESPN Plus. ESPN so, Plus. We'll see. Do you have anything uh, that you like? Do you like to munch on stuff to stay up late, or do you? I'll drink I try some coffee eat late. around uh, dinner time. Yeah. And, you know that'll that'll keep me up. I I, I try not to. I'm, I'm trying not to snack too much after din- after dinner. Yeah. We'll see. But. It's rough, dude. It, it games bring out the snacks in me, and I'll just demolish a whole bowl of something, and I'm like, "Well, now I'm tired." Right. It's just an insulin spike. I'm gonna you know text I mean? you tomorrow, and and you're gonna be like, "Sorry, I, I slept the second half." Man, I hope not. I I've got some, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, some pro, a little sparkling drink I could have that kind of keep you on fire. Little, so little no Kuzbucha? Topo Chico though. Kuzbucha? No, I won't have that. That's a little caffeine. <laughs> if you have caffeine too late dude you don't sleep at all there is uh you said topo chico there's a topo chico shortage and i don't unless like it. you want hard topo chico that's a thing i've seen that i've seen that yeah. but I, I just want the classic and and you know our, our guy brennan he was talking about topo chico like we can't find it and where is it yeah. i need it price chopper doesn't have it anymore that was funny brennan said something and then someone commented to brennan and was like no the pod's been trying to right get get on this you get know that topo chico sponsorship that's what i want <laughs> so good well, let's uh we went way long but let's do some real quick hits on some of these questions because we got quick. quite a bit let's make them fast let's do it uh let's see pacific northwest skc supporters says uh 13 games left what kind of rotation is optimal for johnny tommy and agata the rest of the way sorry Kyrie, roger and uri it's time to go holy so, moly yeah, I, mean, I mean he's uh, throwing them out coming hot we're, yeah. we're not uh you kind of answered the question. I don't. I don't disagree. Uh, yeah, I mean, Agata. I'd like to see Agata and Tommy in there. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Janice, but he, he's more of a, a winger. We'll see. But see, season's not over. But I, I'm getting pretty skeptical on things. Mm-hmm. Uh, SKC supporter says, "Hot take: We just watched Tim Melia's last game in blue. Not willing to take Ooh. a pay cut, he leaves, uh, and he leaves next season for St. Louis SC." Whoa. Oof. I don't know about that. That, uh, that hurts. That cut me. And yeah. I will absolutely drive to St. Louis to watch him. Yeah. Ian Seibert also says, uh, you know, a month or two ago, I would have said to try to bring Melia back, but now I think I'm ready to pull the Band-Aid and give it all to John Pulse Camp. Ian, you better put that Band-Aid back on. Oh, I hate this. I hate it because <laughs> you guys are probably right. That's what, you know, I don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. Uh, Cutter Whitley, man, people. Why do you think PV continues to start slash play Kyrie Shelton? Hold on. Cutter Whitley hates Kyrie Shelton. Yes. I see you, Cutter. Yes. You post it's so much about vendetta. Kyrie, bro, and I'm like, did he, <laughs> did he wrong you? Like, what, <laughs> what happened here? I gotta know. Like, he, you, you're real mad at this man. Yeah. And On I spoke to level. him, and he was the nicest human being. I want to go like get coffee with this dude, throw h- random hugs on him for no reason. Right. But, but you hate him. Yeah. And I just explain yourself, CW. <laughs> uh skc fan tv got a shout out from uh from yeah. kevin all right uh now kevin is from skc christian. fan tv got a shout out from christian uh people have asked us to get kevin on on the pod sometime maybe we'll, we'll try to make that happen i don't know 
He um, puts a lot of time in these videos, man, and grows a pretty sweet mustache. Can't do it myself. <laughs> grows in blonde like a calico. That's that's right. Um, he says, if we progress to the U.S. Open Cup final and lose, along with finishing the season last, would it be our worst season? So I, I, I would say if we, no. If I mean, we win the Open Cup or lose it? No, if we lose in the final and finish oh, last oh. in MLS. Yeah, still probably not worst season, but it's... I mean, Cutter oh, jumped man, in. Cutter jumped in, and, and I agree with him. 2019 is worse. We got knocked out in the first round. We were eligible to play in the Open Cup to Minnesota that year, and we finished, I think, last in the West. Did Cutter so. jump in and say, 2019 is worse, but let's talk about Kyrie Shelton. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it would have been this one. I'm busting one. balls. Yeah. I'm busting balls. Oh, it's hilarious. So, I mean, we got lots of other questions. Um, lots? A lot, a lot of thoughts. I mean, we got a couple of WWE questions in here. What? Chip. He goes, if you Do can it. have you can have one WWE wrestler perform one WWE move on one MLS player, who do you pick? Who is the wrestler? Who is the player? And what's the move? Well, I mean, if it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're not asking Cutter Whitley because Brock Lesnar would come in and F5 the shit out of Kyrie Shelton. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I mean, it's got... Dude, it's got to be Stone Cold Stunner because when that glass mm-hmm. breaks, mm-hmm. you know, they're coming out. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Who's who's that? Who's that old goalkeeper from uh, Minnesota? Who's that guy that I didn't really like? Bobby Shuttleworth. Bobby Shuttleworth. <laughs> <laughs> and Stone Cold just comes. It's, it's not Marlon Harrison. Nah, we don't talk anymore. Okay. But Shuttleworth hasn't blocked me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a stunner's great. I mean, for me, it's got to be Kyle Beckerman. I saw someone say that Rikishi oh. needs to do the stink face to him, which is great. But I think I'd like to see something a little bit more. Um, you know, is that maybe... Austin that said that? Yeah. 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 Classic. I could see I could see a stunner. I could see a claymore right to his face. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Ugh, so maybe good. a rock bottom. I don't know. So it's Fun. uh that's funny. Good question. And then the other the other one that we got, um, Kev Mendo says with Kuz being an unnamed third CEO of WWE, uh, think of him like Hulk Hogan's dramatic reveal as the third man of NWO. Who would be the best part time co host of No Other Pod in your stead? So you're picking your replacement because you're going to be co-ceo of wwe apparently oh shit so i gotta pick a, a co-host you gotta pick a replacement for you since you're going to, to run wwe <laughs> is that is that i thought he said third co-host like if we were to bring a third person on like nwo he says that you're a, a an unnamed third co-ceo of wwe so who would be the best part-time co- oh maybe that's what he's asking yeah, yeah i yeah. thought so you i someone... thought you were leaving the pod to go run wwe so we had to replace no, i'm you. not going anywhere that would be this sad pod's way too important yeah no, uh, uh, oh man, who could who could come on here with us? Uh, Jacob freaking... Peterson. <laughs> oh shoot, dude, absolutely. Phone's ringing. Better answer it. That was, there. Yeah, it was funny when he was talking about the Arsenal player who was like, "Hey, you know," and, and, and recognize Alexis. I was like, "I had Jacob Peterson. He told me he listens." That's basically the same That's thing. True. We've peed next to each other. Right. <laughs> hey, I peed pee next, next to Kave Rad. Kave Rad. That's good times. That's good times. Yeah, you so, guys, you guys just sharing unbreakable bonds of holding your your snakes. <laughs> peed next to Kaveh Rad. I've peed next to Jacob Peterson. I've peed next to Tim Melia. I've peed next to Travis Kelsey. What is that? What is happening? How do I get to pee next to these people? Got to come up to the press box. I man. gotta go to the press box. Yeah. Hey, oh yeah. Well, I saw our friend Ruben Gonzalez the other day. gave <laughs> Gave him a fist bump on yeah. the on the concourse. Was it in the bathroom? Okay. Because usually your bathroom buddies. It wasn't, listeners. but I just went and I did wash my hands, Ruben. I swear to God. 
<laughs> all right, man, this has been a long one, but I think that's about all I got. You got anything else? No, it's been fun, right? It's been super fun. Thank y'all so much for listening. A huge shout out to Christian Polanco. Follow him at Soccer Cooligans and on his socials that he mentioned. Uh, we'll get Alexis on here next time. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NoOtherPod, at DanCoozer, at JCMax03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod. Shoot us that email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And uh, check out that merch at bit.ly.com slash NoOtherPod. But until next time, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Follow me on TikTok for more hair tips. Yeah.